Signing through CIDP to me means being able to do what you want to do and not what the disease is telling you you can't do. Don't give in to the disease. It's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And like I've told people, I may have CIDP, but CIDP don't have me. Sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com to get real CIDP stories and resources. Oh, I see the camera is up. Recording. I've actually got a joke too. You've got a joke? I'm prepared. Uh, look at you. You want to hear a joke? Yeah. I've got a joke. Yeah. Your effort in Mario Kart yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that, no, that one corner got me. In my in um, my studio where I do my show out of here in Perth, uh, I have set up an old school Mario Kart on Nintendo oh, 64. Man, it's so good. Just um, that sound of that. Oh, just the Nintendo Welcome logo to Mario spinning. Kart. Just so bloody good. Oh, and uh, all my Say guests it. throughout the year are going to do a hot lap on Moomoo Farm. Yeah. Um, and we're going to place them on the on the board. But you and I had a bit of a bash on Warriors. We'll Stadium. have another bash today too. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But that's one nothing. Daily bash. For this man, a daily bash. <laughs> oh, man's best friend. Uh, mate, so joke. Speaking of which. Okay. So an old bloke bursts into a confessional at the church yep. and says to the priest, Father, I've got something to tell you. I'm 70 years old, been married to my wife for 50 years and never cheated on her. Yeah. But last week I went to a pub and met these drop dead Swedish twins they were gorgeous and they must have a thing for old men because we went home and did things i just i can't even begin to tell you <laughs> and the priest goes well how long has it been since you've last been a confession and, and the, the guy goes well I'm, I'm i'm not catholic i'm jewish and the okay. priest goes well why are you telling me this he goes i'm telling everyone <laughs> <laughs> yes Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Game on Australia podcast, episode 110. What? Is what? that even possible? It is. Oh, 110. We're doing it right now as we record this in beautiful sunny Perth, Thursday the 17th of January. Beautiful day for gaming, Dan. Mm. Uh, the air is still. No breeze through the trees. No, well, nothing. It's lovely. I know what you're saying here. So people are listening, going, it's sunny outside. You know, it's the, the irony of a beautiful day for gaming because yeah. we really should be outside. But it's getting to this heat wave. Yeah. It's actually... Stay inside. We're actually advising, officially advising as professional gamers, mm. well, semi-professional, to stay inside. Yeah, and stay inside. In and the air game. conditioning, yep. cool and... Thanks for game. leaving me enough space throughout this uh, intro <laughs> bit to read out what's coming up in <laughs> no the worries. goddamn show, go, Dan. Go. Jesus. Uh, Nintendo, uh, new Twitch King, Star Wars, EA's open world game. Cooked or is it? There's been an update. We'll get to sites. Has Kevin Rudd gotten back oh, to us? I think that's yeah. it. All right. I um, I, I think I told you I had met with a mum from our school last week who's got their own podcast, Design Banter. So hi to the people at Design Banter. Design Banter. Banter. And she's asking me all about, you know, she, they're, they're starting out. They want to know some tips. I said, tip number one, get yourself a 
kick-ass intro song. That's yes, all you need. That's, that's, that is all you need. That is absolutely all you need. Just straight up kick-ass intro song. Because yes. that's pretty much what happened with us. We were like, pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty sure the way that this podcast came together was, um, hey, Dan, because, I mean, we like doing the odd song, mm. right? So, I mean, last week, for example, we kicked 2019 off with a brand new song. It's an absolute ripper. I've been listening to it all week. I kid you not. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead really? set. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rest of that podcast is crap. The song, <laughs> yeah, the song. is just brilliant. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we were like, oh, this would be like a, a fun song, like doing that that song, that intro. Correct. And then a podcast was born. Born. And here um, we are, 110 episodes later, Peter. So, uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to another week. My name is Pete. My name is Dan Internet. And for the next hour, we're just going to bang on about gaming because we bloody love gaming, Dan. And Pete, what else we bloody love? Bloody gaming. Bloody gaming. It's uh, the best. Uh, big thanks to you listening. Thanks to andrewhogue.com for having us on. Uh, Podcast One for getting us out there amongst it. Uh, all of our partners and brands and all that sort of stuff. Thank you for jumping on board, supporting us. Um, can we just say a big thanks to Netflix as well, who yes. we had over the as a sponsor over the Christmas and New Year's um, time. It was lovely having you guys on. Thank you for your support. And may I say, um, if, the, if you listen to Netflix and you want to talk to us about some more opportunities, because I tell you what, Thailand's was a great show. Yeah. I caught a bit of it. Yep. But you know who bloody loved it? My bloody wife. Really? Yeah. So bloody when she watched it, I went off and did a bit of gaming too. So that was a win. Oh, win. It was bloody fantastic. Yes. Uh, GameOnOz.com. A lot of stuff going up there. A lot of reviews. The team's really come together to kick 2019 off with an absolute bang. Actually, and speaking of songs, I'm going to make a page with all the songs that we've ever done. Are you really? Yes, I am. Promise. Thanks, thanks to Kaiser for that oh. suggestion. Yeah, good Great suggestion. Kaiser. And uh, we've done about five or six now. And we've got a couple more coming up. So I think yep. it's natural now to put it up and... Uh, Share the wealth. Bloody so to speak, sense. Pete. Well, there's a few there. There is a few that you can see them uh, on the Facebook gamer, page. I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, YouTube as well, yeah. our channel there. Uh, wherever you go, just subscribe to us. We're everywhere. Do the right thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Support local talent. Mm. Uh, mm. Now, shall we do the. And us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get stuck into the top three things that games need to hear this week. <laughs> Right off the bat, um, this is a story that you threw together. I did. Right? So some legend out there, his, his real name is Clint Bassinger, but he's known as Lazy Game Reviews. Is it Bassinger or Bassinger, Basinger? Basinger, maybe. Like Kim, know. you know, like Kim he's, Bassinger? Yeah, I think he's American. Or is it, so Bas- Bas- or is it Kim be, Basinger? It'd be Basinger, I think. It'd be American. Kim Basinger. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Was she the one that was in um, 8 Mile? Eminem, she had like I a little, a mini was. comeback in yes. Eight Mile. Yes, and then she because uh, back in the day she was, you know, it, well, I'm, she was the thing. I mean, she was in the original Batman from yes. 1990, I'm 1989, little, 1990. I'm a little bit older than the average gamer, and she was quite the thing when I, when one was going through one's teenage years. Still is quite the thing, Still if is I may say. Oh yes, yeah. Well, that was the whole thing from Eight Mile. Everybody saw because she there was that scene where she's um, uh, banging that guy on the couch. <laughs> And yes. like, all you see is like her back. Right. Yeah. And I think that was like, no kidding. I remember just seeing uh, news stories like Kim Basinger's back. Yeah. yeah, Like yeah. this is literally like, her back. She... <laughs> <laughs> but she, and uh, she started doing the rounds again and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, anyway. Yeah. So Clint, Clint might, might be related to Kim. Who knows? He, uh, took a Lego, Lego style block, but it's not Lego. And I mm. must clarify that cause it's not. And built an old school NES um, console with said Lego blocks. Yeah. But installed a Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi. Pi, sorry. Raspberry Pi. Oh, whatever. God, you're so old. I know. 
Raspberry Pi chip motherboard yep. Yep. to actually make it work. And it works. That is amazing. It's a complete emulator. Yeah. And he, he's put a video up. Now, this is the funny thing about it, right? And this is what I put in the story because uh, he's put up a video that's, uh, I think, 12 minutes long mm. and like the highlights. And then he's put up the full 55-minute version. Give him 55 minutes to build it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. But that's, who's going to watch 55 bad. minutes of dude putting <laughs> Lego? I mean, I, I love my Lego, yeah. but come on. Yeah, Let's get real here, right? Well, it's like, it's, I don't mind watching those videos of people like putting together really amazing things, like they build um, the Death oh, Star and yeah, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like speed it up. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Like I, is, like I mean, and he yeah. did that, but there yeah. is the option for people to watch the full thing. Now, it's on our website, gameonaus.com. Uh, I bloody love, I looked it up. I was so um, impressed mm. that I immediately Googled Omega 500 Raspberry Pi, mm. and you can do that as well. So I'm starting to think maybe if I get some spare time, which I've never got, I'm like, I'm building an Omega emulator because I really miss the Omega games. Yeah, um, yeah. The Commodore 64 Mini was a bit of a letdown for me because it didn't have many of the games that I loved. And it probably opens up a bigger chat, Peter, about, and we've talked about this before, but you know, um, for games that are so old and there's no, there's no real monetary um, gain to be made out of it, I guess, you know, yeah. emulators can be a good thing. Emulators because, can be a great thing. You know. Absolutely, they can be a great thing. And someone asked a question about the, uh, I think it was the Amiga and the Raspberry Pi and the person at Raspberry Pi said, man, I think it's 32 gig they've got. Well, you'll shoot it in when it comes to the games. The games, because yeah. it, they'll use up probably 20% of it. Well, how maybe. often, how often, every now and again, you see that meme that goes around that's got a screenshot of the original Super Mario Brothers, the very first one yeah, in the yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Um, and it says, uh, the, the size of this picture in kilobytes or whatever it yeah, is, yeah. is bigger than the actual entire game. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, right. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that's why you do, you shoot it in like when it comes to putting these things on a, yeah. on a retro pie. Yeah. So, um, it's a really great little video and kudos to him. Um, and I, you know, I think it's probably started something here. I reckon people can get Lego style blocks and build, you know. Can I just, you know, what would be amazing? This thought's just popped into my head because we've worked with him before. We've done like a music video with him. Um, Ryan, the Brickman McNaught. Oh yeah. Great. So know. this guy is the Lego king like he he's actually there's what there's 13 of them in the world Something and they're like actually they're, they're, what are they call they're called um they're called they're called brick men they're aren't like they? god motors yeah Unreal. right they are. like so these guys are professional lego, lego builders. builders like yeah. lego actually like pays them to build and the, the story of this guy is incredible he told us a story he actually said um he had to go into a i don't know whether it was a like an office just somewhere in the city or something like that with a dozen other guys and there was just a, a heap of Lego blocks that, that um, an unnamed person had put in the middle of the table. And they got them to do a series of challenges, like build a, like a tennis ball, for example. Yeah. He, he built that. I've got, I found those Lego bricks yeah. from that tennis ball I've the other day. Well, yeah. Right. So um, this guy is absolutely amazing. It would be incredible. The next time they do a Lego exhibition here in Perth, if we could get him and see if he could build us like a, a Lego Nintendo 64 or something like that, that we can put a retro <sighs> pie in. Great idea. What a bloody wicked idea. Oh. Mate, that is why you are paid the small to medium bucks for, for <laughs> massive ideas like that. Or the because none at all. We, we actually have contact with him and we have a legitimate relationship <laughs> with him. So let's we do. Let's um let's investigate. Let's invest let's all right, put that on the to do list that will get done in three months' time. Yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky. So, uh, okay, well, that's good news. Good. All right. um, so, a as you mentioned, gameonoz.com, you can yep. see that story there. Uh, we move on here. Has the king, the king, ninja, 
been dethroned. Been dethroned. But this is the top um, bit of news that gamers need to hear this week. Number two. This number popped two. into our Game on Australia God Mode group. Nick. Nick. Yes. Um, popped it in their sticks, and uh, I've pulled it up on Kotaku to read a bit deeper into it. Um, longtime Twitch streamer Summit One G tops Ninja's subscriber count. Jared Summit One G Lazar. L-A-Z-A-R, is no newcomer to Twitch. The mostly retired Counter-Strike pro has been one of the platform's most recognizable faces since 2012, but over the past few weeks has worked his way into Twitch's highest echelon. According to third-party analytics site Twitch Stats, Summit now has more subscribers than any other streamer, including the platform's ubiquitous, ubiquitous, nice, though sometimes controversial, babyface Ninja, Summit now has 44,284 subscribers, while Ninja currently sits at 42,664. This is especially wild given that just a few weeks ago, Summit was at half that number. It is an interesting turn of the wheel, right? Yep. Um, Because Ninja had a breakout year, but it was only last year. Like, Ninja rocketed to the top at the beginning of last year, right? All of a sudden, he's come out of nowhere. And it seems like every year we get someone new. So I literally was tossing this around in my head um, only a couple of months ago going, okay, we'll get into 2019. I reckon, you know, we'll see somebody else fire up as the new face of Twitch. Okay. Um, This is how quick the wheel turns. So two years ago, it was Dr. Disrespect. Yep. Last year, it was Ninja. Yeah. And then this year, it's Summit 1G. And I think what's going to happen is every year, the top Twitch subscriber count in person the guy who tops the the mountain, right, and becomes the new face of Twitch every year, is going to get a little bit better at it because they got to see what the previous year's yeah, top they're, contender... Yeah, they're learning from... Right, yeah. you know, like, so Dr. Disrespect did a great job, but when Ninja came in, Ninja made it a lot more professional, you know? Yeah. Like, he had a complete um, revamp of his studio... Um, all that sort of stuff. He he got some really amazing logos and all that sort of stuff. Like his went really really professional. Yes. Um. Summit One G again will do the same thing, and then the next person next year will do, we'll the, do same the same thing, thing again, yep. which will probably be Twitch.tv slash Game On Oz. Um. <laughs> who knows? Well, could be. Uh. But uh, we move on with this story. Somehow breaking personal records on the daily. Thanks again for the support, dude. Summit said on Twitter earlier this week. Insane. While Summit's feat is impressive, these numbers are complicated. At one point last year, now I remember this because I was like, I when I saw that number 45,000 and he's now the top one, I was like, okay, he's above Ninja, but I could have sworn that Ninja got higher mm. at some point. And he did, right? So Ninja towered above his competition like a blue-haired giraffe among ants with mm. an astronomical 200,000 subscribers. But many people subscribed to him briefly as part of a Fortnite promotion and did not renew after that. So with subscribers on Twitch, what you have to do is you have to go in there. You have to actively subscribe. Yep. And then um, if it's, say, for example, it's something like, because uh, if you're, <clears throat> to be able to subscribe to other like users and stuff, I think you have to be on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Which means you get Twitch Prime. Yeah. Right? Twitch Prime allows you to subscribe. Okay. But with, you get one free um, subscription that you can use, but it only lasts a month. It doesn't roll over. Okay. Whereas if you actually pay for a subscription, it continues rolling over until you pull it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And no more money. And no that. more money after that. Yeah, right. Okay. So a lot of these people probably would have, it would have been their free subscription or it would have been yes. um, something where they went, oh my God, this Fortnite promotion is cool. I'm going to jump onto this. I'll subscribe yeah. to Ninja. Um, and then they back it right off. But still, 44,284 subscribers, okay? I'm going to pull out the calculator here. Say, for example, you oh subscribe to him 
as a <clears throat> tier one subscriber, right? And that's five or six bucks a month, I think. And I think that's USD. So what does that work out to? About 10 bucks. About 10 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So let's work on an average of $10. Mm. All right. That's, that's easy. Per month at that rate, he's earning $440,000. <laughs> you know, just for playing video games. Now it's not that easy. It's, it's no, a lot no, harder no, than that. Yeah. Right. But holy shit, $440,000 a month we make, from his Switch know, subscribers. If you make Australian. 10% of that, it's 44000 bucks a month. I mean, 1% is 4400 a month. I'll take that. So, you know, like if Ninja Ninja had an amazing year last year, right? He earned millions of dollars per month. He was just absolutely raking it in. He's backed off right now, but still at 42000 even though he's not currently sitting on top of the... Uh, mountain, mm. he's still earning $420,000 a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's good. So with these guys, and Ninja used to say this a lot, um, you know, like because people used to uh, talk about how he's going to burn himself out because of the amount of hours that he streams and stuff like that. He said, no, you've got to make hay while the sun shines, which you do. You absolutely do in oh, this case. 100%. You know, because you see Dr. Disrespect, for example, one might now look upon what he did and mm. go, you didn't take full advantage of it at the time, mm. right? He's still doing okay. He's still earning his over a hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever through yeah, subscribers. Well, you know, and why I get pissed off when people say that. Oh, warn you know, you might burn yourself out, mate. You could be out digging ditches in forty degree heat. You could, you could for, absolutely for, could for a hundred thousand dollars, not even a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep. Let alone for you know two hundred thousand a month, say for example. So, mate, it, there's worse things you could be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And is. you know, it's like anything, like. As Ninja's probably said, you know, you'd put in hard yards for two years, even a year, you'd probably set yourself up for life if, you, if, you, if you're smart about it. Mate, at that rate, that's 10 million bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, put it in some kind of... Like if you're earning four, and you put it, yeah, you put it in a high interest yep. earner, yep. and you live off the interest. Yeah. Like, it's as simple no as that. no-brainer, mate. No-brainer. I tell you what, can we Twitch our Mario Kart games? Because like, if people... We can Twitch our Mario Kart people, games. Maybe after each episode... We go into the studio, the other studio, and have one game of... That we do on Twitch. That we do on Twitch. I can talk to um, the guys at PLE Computers All right. and say, hey, look, we're after a, just a tiny little streaming PC that we can hook up here. Because that will... Mate, I tell you, people need to watch what happened yesterday because I got ripped off. You, did, and you, you didn't get ripped off, mate. You hit a gopher. <laughs> it was your own fault. Was it a gopher? It was a gopher. Ugh. Yeah, you did. You hit a gopher. No, oh, I, wait a minute. No, because we played no, Warrior we played, Stadium. Yeah, so a, what did you... It was the no, bomb. you hit the bomb. The bomb, yeah. That's right. Bloody, and DK, mate, he's, uh, he's a big unit. He's a big unit. He's got a big hitbox. I, I'm, I've got a very stubborn love for DK that mm. I know he's not the best racer. Well, no, he is, but you have to maintain top speed. Like, you, you have to. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? What I did miss about the N64. Because his acceleration's shit. We played tr traditional, old school console N64 with yeah. the proper controllers. Yeah. And what I loved about that game is that, the you know, when you um, slide to build up your, to get that little, that's really little easy speed to do. Boost. It's yeah, not, so, yeah. not so easy on the Wii. No, it's not. In, in, from my experience, but mm. um, geez, I love that game. It's a bloody ripper. It's a bloody ripper. Uh, top bit of news that gamers need to hear this week: number the big three, one. The EA. Big one. EA cancels open world Star Wars game. Now, when this came out, it read very much like this. Okay, hang on a sec. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. I just read this bit, so I'm crying. Yeah. I'm sad. Electronic Arts is this uh, story from Kotaku.com.au has cancelled its open world Star Wars game, according to three people familiar with goings on at the company. The game announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 had been in development at EA's large office in Vancouver. <laughs> I love that. Large office. Large office. Yeah, not small. Not small. Large. Yeah. EA Vancouver, a large studio. 
<laughs> it mostly handles support for a variety of the publisher's games, including FIFA and Battlefront. I've been working on this open-world Star Wars game since October 2017, when EA closed Visceral Games. Until then, Visceral, best known for its popular Dead Space horror series, great series, by the way, yeah. was developing its own Star Wars game. That project, codenamed Ragtag, was a linear action-adventure game directed by Uncharted director Amy Henning. So a lot of really big names attached mm. to this game. EA Vancouver had been assisting on the project, and when EA closed Visceral Games on October 17, 2017, the Vancouver studio took it over. But it wouldn't be accurate to say that EA Vancouver's Star Wars was the same game as Ragtag. When EA Vancouver took over, it rebooted this Star Wars project entirely, keeping some of the art assets but transforming it into an open-world game. You imagine mm. an open-world Star Wars oh. game. The amount of... Uh, what What is it? The amount of... Um, different lines and uh, story arcs and stuff that you could explore. We have to have a bigger chat about this because yeah. is it you've got more news or is it we're going to talk about? No, that no, now? I do have more news. Yep. Um, now that the project is cancelled, too, EA did not immediately respond to a request for comment, which they now have. That's the update. Okay. Um, EA had not shown any of EA Vancouver's open world Star Wars game publicly, but the publisher talked about it when it announced Visceral's demise. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. Develop, um, the company said at the time, a development team from EA, from across EA Worldwide Studios, will take over development of this game, led by a team from EA Vancouver that has already been working on the project. Um, Move to October 22, 2018, EA announced that it had installed executive Samantha Ryan to oversee Motive. Subsequently, Raymond left the company. Uh, it's not clear what EA Vancouver's next new game will be. We've heard it might be a different Star Wars project. Respawn, the Los Angeles-based studio responsible for Titanfall. I finished Titanfall 2 again last night. Oh, did you? Good, yeah, yes. Ripper. Is also making a Star Wars game called Jedi Fallen Order. That game's currently scheduled for late 2019. Now, here's the update. Yep. Since the publication of this article, I've talked to several more people familiar with EA Vancouver's now-cancelled open-world Star Wars game. This project, which was codenamed Orca, was very early in development but would involve playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open-world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. Oh, my God. When EA's top decision-makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years, they decided they needed something earlier than the planned release date for Orca, according to two people familiar with what happened. So they cancelled Orca in favour of a smaller-scale Star Wars project that's now aimed for much sooner, likely late 2020, which also happens to be around the time that I've heard next-gen consoles will launch. Might be a bit earlier. To EA's credit, those people said the publisher did not lay anyone off as part of this transition. The news comes at a time of cost-cutting, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Now, here's another update that's yeah. just come through. The day after publication of the story, EA sent over the following statement. There's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. So they're not committing to this open world thing. Uh, we're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. So they haven't committed to this open world game, but they also haven't said that it's not coming. So it's still all very up in the air. And that's it. <coughs> Are you okay? I, I've got a, you know, I think it's a natural thing for a gamer to love Star Wars. I think that they go hand in hand. And I, don't, I haven't met many gamers who go, you know what? Nah, I wasn't into Star Wars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone I've ever met who games to the level that we do and to the level of 
people that actively choose to listen to this fantastic podcast of ours is a fantastic podcast are all into star Wars. Mm. Now I, the, just when you said that bit about the bounty hunter, you know, foraging through the universe, um, in an open world, mate, I can't lie. Half a chub. <laughs> You've got your fist Half up. Half a chub, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that to me <coughs> is where I think gaming needs to go. Now I hark back to a game that I've mentioned a few times called Dark Forces back mm. in the mid nineties. Um, completely out of the blue to me, and this is pre-internet days. Um, this game came out of nowhere. It didn't have, it wasn't associated with any kind of existing Star Wars line. It was a new story arc about a, 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 a guy from the empire, Kyle Katarn, who, um, defects to the rebels yeah. and goes undercover. Yep. And it was bloody great. Now you would have been 10 years old. So you know, probably a bit before your time. Mm. Um, but it had everything that's of Star Wars apart from the people you knew. But yeah, there was the stormtroopers. There was, you know, empire bases. You had to go in there. You know, it was, think all those uh, familiar think, things. Think um, Obi Wan in in the in the New Hope. <clears throat> yeah. In the de in the Death Star, creeping around, not getting seen. That okay. kind. Of, it was yep. awesome, right? Yep. And it was a great. And to this day, you look at the graphics now. It looks terrible, right? It's aged badly. Mm. But the actual game was fantastic, and the storyline was great. And this is my point. Um, I think. With the whole new EA agreement with Star Wars, we haven't seen yet what can be uh, a truly what can be a great Star Wars game, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, right. Okay. There's a lot of game, people that loved Battlefront 1 and 2. I wasn't particularly one of them. I loved the first one, but I was very into the fact that like, there wasn't really much else that I was playing at the time. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to play it daily with mates. With like, mates. That's what it made. That's what made it really okay. good. Battlefront 2... I got into, and then there was all that furor about the loot boxes, and yeah. we're still suffering from that. Well, we are, Jeff, absolutely. <coughs> Ironically enough, last night on Fortnite, um, I was just in the store looking, and they had this big, you know, disclaimer. None of these items, uh, uh, no, all these items are, um, are decoration only. They're not, you know, they're not going to- Cosmetics, yeah. Cosmetic, they're not going to yeah. prove your gameplay. So clearly the gaming <laughs> industry, I think, learned a lot from that. Yep. And we, you know, that was only a year ago we were going talking about that. Yeah, I know. You know? So, but to maybe, you know, do the people at Rockstar, for example, who know a game's going to take seven years, in one year in, do they go, you know what? It's going to take too long. Let's can it. They don't. No, they keep working at they it. They keep working at it. Mm. And um, maybe I, th I now, when you mentioned that bit about the new, the new next gen console, maybe that's it. Because what's the point of putting in four eight years into a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find out that. And GTA five sort of got caught out by this because it came out in the um three sixty for me and would have been the PS3. And it was for the you. PS3 for me and, and then within uh, I think PS4 within six months. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so but then they had the foresight probably halfway through development. Oh shit, there's a new Well on um, PlayStation you could you could like get the game if you already had the game. You could get it for ten bucks. I oh, think. Really? I didn't yeah, know. yeah, online. Yeah, I would, or something I would have like done that. that. I wish I'd known that because I would have done I that. I think that's. I, I can't remember because I think to this day it's still one of the games that's not backwards compatible on the three on the Xbox. No, it's not. Um, no. but mind you, the, the actual game's now twenty bucks if you wanted to go and buy it. I'm still trying to play, finish Red Dead Redemption Two. The point being that I I really I I would like to think and hope for all that EA has done to gaming. I think they almost owe it to gaming. To produce a Star Wars game, because they put their money out and they said we're going to buy the right Star Wars. Well, deliver on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I really feel <clears throat> you think about all the you know, and you would have been young, uh, old enough to remember the X-wing Tie Fighter type 
franchise games that came out in the late nineties on PC. They were uh, epic. Nintendo sixty four, man. I, I won that as well. Play like um, uh, oh god, it escapes me now. But I think it was Star Wars X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred thousand percent amazing, epic games. Yeah, you know, amazing. and all it was, it was a simple, um, well, not simple. You know, obviously it takes a lot of work and effort to make a game happen, mm. but really, it was just you and a. X-Wing or a TIE fighter shooting yeah. down other X-Wings and yeah, TIE Man, like, but those, like those sounds, you know what I mean? Like it was all about the ambience of the and, game. And, and, and you just, that's the key word there, ambience, right? Because no matter um, who the characters are in the game, it doesn't matter. You get the lightsaber sound. the, mm. the, um, the When the X-Foils on the, the X-Wings yeah, open the up. The sound. Yep. The, the, um, the scream of the TIE fighter. The theme music. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. The whole time thing ago, when it comes together. Mate, it just puts you somewhere. You or, you've already got <clears throat> any game worth their salt. You've got them at that, you know, yeah. a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. You ha- happens every time. You watch but a then movie. you have to deliver. And we've spoken about this before. Yeah. Then you have to deliver though, because yeah. you know you, you've already got any game worth their salt, right? But any game worth their salt wants like knows exactly what they True. should be getting out True. of a Star Wars game. And maybe it comes back down to what we have talked about before, Pete, is the power of expectation on a game, mm. because you you. you immediately got a bigger expectation about that game because those that ambience of the of those things we talked about creates that expectation. Yeah. Oh my God, this game is going to be amazing. And then it's not. And you're like, yeah. You end, yeah. Up, you end up becoming I mean and and to and to to turn it on its head, Pete, you know, as someone who never ever grew up liking anything James Bond, I thought James Bond was the lamest thing in the world. Mm. Honestly. But the game But then Goldeneye came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had no expectation about that game. But it it, it it allowed you to be James Bond. You know what I mean? Like you got to play the missions. You got to do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And also the multiplayer side of things just... So maybe the question is, you know, I mean, we'll see what... Was it Jedi Forces? What's that new game coming out they, they mentioned? I think it is Jedi yeah. Forces. Whatever it's called. The one in 2019. Maybe, maybe, Pete, it's not possible to make a decent Star Wars, a, a truly epic Star Wars game. I'll tell you what. There's, I, we're, we're putting in a phone here. Yep. We're going to call the Historian. Okay. We're going to call the historian. Is that his uh, stage name? It's his stage name Good. now, because the guy's a—he's—he's he's a legend. Oh, is it Chris Inglis? Hello. Hello, mate. Here he is. How are you? Hey, very good, thank you. We Hi. have a—we have a new name for you. Okay. All right. You are officially the historian. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, because, mate, you are—you—you you write the um, MMORPG stories for Game on Australia. Yeah. Um, you seem to have this this uh, this incredible brain for history when it comes to games and gaming. And yeah. uh, Chris yeah. Inglis, Inferno, you are the historian. Yes. We want to pick your brain on something in particular. He's such a Star Wars fan. All right, go for it. Um, in your opinion, to this day, what was the best Star Wars game that's been released? Uh, I reckon Tough Call. Oh, I'm thinking, like for me personally, I think, X-Wing versus Tie Fighter was probably the best experience I've had. And why is um, that? Uh, it was 1997. Um, what was I? Year 11. And it was a space flight, flight simulator. Yep. And it was probably, you know, prior to that, we'd had X-Wing and then Tie Fighter. Um, and we'd had just had, or just about to have the re-releases of the new, or the old movies, the reform, reformat. Correct. Um, yeah, so anyway, Star Wars, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but Star Wars was always at its peak. Um, but that game, that flight simulator was just just insane. Like, the graphics were upgraded. There was new joysticks out at the time. Yep. And it was just good. And uh, the internet was fresh, and you could play online 
against real people. So that was the biggest draw card for me because X-Wing and TIE Fighter were single-player games, whereas X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was versus real players. And it was just, the internet was still new. Uh, multiplayer was still new. We had 800 ping, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like you'd, you'd shoot it was and then in about a week it would hit the person Seriously, you play guys, it's, it's lag, guys. It's lag. <laughs> exactly. Chris, so, yeah. so for you, you know, as the experience, we, we've been talking about the fact that, you know, for us it, it's it's the experience of, of a yep. Star Wars game. Like it's the ambience. It's the scream Definitely. of the TIE fighter. It's the opening of the, the X-Foils. It's the, yep. you know, the, the light of a lightsaber, lightsaber. Yep. all that sort of stuff, right? But, of, of course, there's got to be good quality gameplay in there as well. And X-Wing versus TIE fighter was a great example of great quality gameplay because it, it delivered on what it set itself up to be putting yep. you in an x-wing or a tie fighter and flying around shooting bang bang all that sort of stuff like exactly. it gave you that great experience so you know we've had battlefront and we've had battlefront 2 since then yep. right and battlefront 2 i mean i've played it a little bit but i it hasn't sucked me in like i remember x-wing versus tie fighter no. doing where's where's it in your mind where's it going wrong what's it not delivering on or are we just expecting too much as gamers these days yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think we are expecting too much. Like, Johnny and I always talk about the best Star Wars game, and we always think the next one's going to be one. So the Jedi Fallen Order is going to be hopefully a good one at the end of this year. Yep. Uh, but where is it going wrong? I don't know. Like, it's really hard to pinpoint, because you, you're excited about it, you're pumped, you're hyped, you get the game, you log in for the first time, it's the sounds, it's the visuals, it's the gameplay. Uh, but then I think the single, like, I think the single player aspect was good of Battlefront 2. Yep. Um, but the multiplayer was just what we've been playing the last 10, 20 years, you know? Yes. So it's just with a Star Wars figure. Um, so I don't know. They have to do something innovative, but I don't know what that innovation is. Mm. It is a bit of a shame. What do you think about the cancellation of all the, the, what, a, what appears to be the cancellation or we're not committing to this anymore of yeah. this open world game? Because we were thinking the same thing. This open world game for a Star Wars sounds... Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, we've often spoken about, you know, what is the next big thing in gaming? And it's, it's. I mean, in my mind, I've mentioned this, I, I feel like it's exploration. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're starting definitely. to see, we're starting to see that in fits and spurts from games like No Man's Sky and Subnautica yep. and all yep. that sort of stuff. Imagine being able to take that um, strategy and yeah. put it into something with such an incredibly rich history like Star Wars. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what um, the first MMO for Star Wars, Star Wars Galaxies did for a while. And then um, Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO is still good for that exploration value, but there's still there's an uh, there's an end limit. Yep. It's not open as such. Um, and if you can just imagine having a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic three, that would just blow my mind. Mm. That would, you know, I was playing the very first one on the mobile when I went to Singapore just last month, and um, and just just exploring that that little world was was crazy and, and really cool. But yeah, it's unfortunate it's been cancelled. That, that did promise some open world, and obviously Star Wars is, is a big thing for me. Oh man, yeah, one hundred percent huge. Well, the historian, what a pleasure! <laughs> he, he has spoken. He has. The historian <laughs> has spoken. We've got to get an opener made for we, you. Yes, we do. We yeah, do. I don't know. Great. I don't know what it's going to. Would you like? Is there anything that you'd like in particular? Uh, Star some, Wars. Star. Well, it could uh, be Star Wars. Star Wars. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like you're, you know, like you know that uh, scene at the end of um, the episode six, yep. where uh, oh, yeah. you know Darth Vader just appears, yeah, and yeah. Yoda yeah, appears, yeah. and Obi Wan yeah. appears. Like you're that kind. That's you. Like you appear. You like that. You are the Force. Like you're just I need like a 
an audible smoke stain. That's right. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. we call him the force or do we call him a historian? I like the historian. I like the historian. You can cover many genres, that one. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. All right, Chris, I thank you, mate. All right, no worries, boys. See you, buddy. Bye. Right. Right. Legend. Well, legend. Know, I think he's and we've unearthed a new, uh, a new, a new um, I, person gonna, for the show. Yeah, and I'm going to stick by my um, assertion that it is incumbent on EA mm. to produce a decent Star Wars game, mm. or I will get angry, and okay. they'll, they'll hit the. Oh, uh, we know what happens when we you know get what, angry. Well, great, you you brood, <laughs> <laughs> and then get over it relatively. And quickly. I might swear a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's move on to this. Speaking I've got you in my sights. Speaking mate. of angry. Yeah, speaking Do you want to take it? Do you, uh, you can take this. Also, I haven't had one for a little while. Oh, pl- please. <clears throat> please. Kevin Rudd. Oh, our former prime minister, <laughs> who was again our prime minister and then our former again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> mate, you came out swinging last week. You said... He had he a did. fair old crack at uh, the well, Liberal government. And look, for good reason, because Labor's policy was actually quite sound. And then Liberal came in and cooked it, right? Changing it from fibre to the premises everywhere to fibre to the node. Right? But you came out, mate. You, you made a series of things where you said, I want a, an inquiry into this. Royal Commission. Royal Commission. A bloody Royal Commission. We're not talking small beans here. Nah. Right? Royal Commission into what went down at Fox Studios, um, with which is owned by News Corp, right? And whether or not the way that the NBN got rolled out and the changes via the announcement at Fox from Malcolm and Tony Abbott at the time had anything to do with some sort of pressure from News Corp. Yes. Okay, because they identified it as something that could really harm their business. Yes. Right. So, like, the, it's all alleged and up in the air, but you came out and you said it in a Reddit Ask Me Anything. You said it, mate, and then we tweeted you. You wouldn't say shit. You didn't come back to us. Okay? What? Why? The actual. Why? Why can you go on to a Reddit Ask Me Anything, but you can't come on to the biggest gaming podcast in the country? And what's, what's your problem? And what's, Pete, just to answer me, riddle me this, Pete. Yes. What's important for a decent gaming experience? Is it internet speed, Pete? Oh, I think it might be, dude. I think it might be, I think it might be, dude. <laughs> internet speed, all right? Or maybe wherever you live, mate, your internet's so cooked that that tweet hasn't even reached you. <laughs> oh, oh it, so if it has, yeah. we apologize for everything we just said. Yeah, absolutely. If, that, if it hasn't reached you, it is completely understandable because, you know, the internet's crap in this country. There's a very good possibility that tweet hasn't actually gotten to you yet. Do you know, uh, I, it, but Pete, it absolutely boils my blood and everything within it yep. when I'm gaming last night and I'm gaming with uh, Mr. Ronald P. Corbett, my usual online gaming buddy, and we have a serious lag in Fortnite and he says to me, are your kids on Netflix? And I've got to answer that. That's still a thing. In, Rough, 2000, it? it's, it's, in 2019, I have to consider, is, is, is my internet connection at the moment suffering because I've got multiple people on multiple devices? It's 2019. Yeah, I know. This shouldn't, this shouldn't have happened. It's that stupid copper wire in my area, Pete, in my area of grow up in West Australia that used to be market gardens and that copper wire has been compromised by all that bloody fertiliser they put in there to grow vegetables, Pete. Let it out, Dan. Let it out, mate. Oh, it mm. absolutely. <coughs> it's rough. It's rough. 
and we need answers. <laughs> so, Kevin, if you're still going to get this tweet in the next uh, next week or so, we'll, we'll forgive and forget. Get back to us. <laughs> I'm going to tweet him again. I'm tweeting him again. I'm going to tweet him again. Hang on but a I, 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 you know, um, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again, Pete. I, I think there's something that we need to look at with this because... Uh, it's not a good model, and um, I know, you know, it, it might all be irrelevant in five years' time if five G takes off. But who knows? I don't know. You know, we as a radio station, Pete, as you know, we, we here at Mix ninety four point five in Perth, who Pete and I work for, we're sponsoring as we have done for many years the uh, Skyworks, which is the big Australia Day celebration in the city of Perth, where they put on a big sky show, and. Um, our phone networks can't keep up with the demand for people to listen to the music as the show's happening. So there's this real issue about how people listen to the track without an FM radio or a digital radio. Now, 5G might solve all that. It might not either because demand might be too big and it can't cope. Who knows? But um, I just, it, you know, as not just gaming, as we've said a million times, for anything, for my kids or anyone's kids watching movies, <coughs> for my wife watching Netflix, for me gaming... It should cope with it. Yeah, it should. It's 2019, so come on. Um, so, at Mr. K Rudd, hello, Mr. Rudd, just following up last week's tweet, would really love for you to come on and talk to us about your Reddit AMA comments regarding the country's internet, hashtag internet, hashtag NBN, hashtag Australia, hashtag Reddit AMA tweet. Oh, look, you know what? I'll go and retweet it too, Peter. Good. You, re you, you retweet I will it. retweet that. You retweet it. All right. All right, mate. Let's oh. cook it. A bit of a shorter one this week. Apologies. Um, but, you know. You as... talk to my wife again. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. As with all media organisations in this country, uh, they're strangling us. So well, they are, yeah. I've got to bugger it, off and yeah, do jobs true. that I never had to do before. Yeah. I know. they don't want to pay people anymore. Whatever. Uh, hey, a big thank you to you listening. Thank you for jumping on board and getting through to this end of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, do all the right things, okay? Be a good human being. And subscribe to the podcast, and also give us likes and recommendations and all that other shit. I, you know, my kids watch a lot of YouTube, and every channel they watch, the dude always at the end goes, "Don't forget to subscribe." It's like the, the, you know, the thing. So you don't do. forget to hit that, yeah, yeah. smash that like right, yeah, button. Yeah. Now we don't, we don't push that agenda too much. No, we don't. But we do appreciate every each and every subscribe because it means we do. You, you absolutely, you're actually getting us. We do every week on a. We pray. Day. We pray like <laughs> when, after each one. <laughs> We say a Hail Mary. Yeah. So, you know, it's like penance. Uh, big thanks to PLA Computers. Good mates. I'll get in touch with them, see if we can organise a streaming PC for the studio. Because oh, that, that would be wicked. That would be really wicked. A weekly Mario Kart challenge. Uh, it would be very cool. Uh, and also, andrewhogue.com. Thank you for having us on. And thank you to you listening to us on andrewhogue.com as well. Australia's biggest heavy metal radio station. What an absolute ripper. What a ripper. Um, have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan, don't forget to bloody save. Shining through CIDP to me means being able to do what you want to do and not what the disease is telling you you can't do. Don't give in to the disease. It's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And like I've told people, I may have CIDP, but CIDP don't have me. Sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com to get real CIDP stories and resources. 